Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you Palm Sunday must never become a religious experience. We are at the start of the most important week in our Christian calendar. On this day, 2,000 years ago, our King revealed himself as King and Messiah. Prior to this day, every time the disciples wanted to reveal him, he would caution them not to. But then one week to the ultimate act of sacrifice, it was time now to show that he was King, Messiah, Christ, the Anointed One. And it was instructive that the revelation came not in the way that people expected it. For they were desperate for their king to come. But they thought their king would come riding on a powerful horse as the kings of this world. But their king came riding on a donkey, the lowliest of animals. And what was he saying? That this king is not like the kings of the world. This king has come in humility despite all power in heaven and on earth belonging to him. And as he rode in the triumphal procession, despite the warnings of what awaited him in Jerusalem, despite knowing that the cross and a gruesome death was ahead of him. The question you and I must ask ourselves is what drove him to ride into his certain death? Without a doubt, if we understand scripture and we do, it was the love that he has for you and I for sitting on that donkey, majestic on a donkey. There was a picture of me and of you on his mind. We were separated from God, but he wanted us to be reconciled to him. Somebody had to pay the price for our sin. If not, we couldn't come back to God. And as he rode into Jerusalem with you and I on him, the disciples burst out in praise. And there would have been many different people who were praising for different reasons. There were those who were carried along by what others were doing, not having any understanding. There were those who didn't mean any word that they said. And we saw that because a few days later, some of the very people who were praising him were crying, crucify him, crucify him. But believe me, there were those like you and I 
who would not let the stones take their place, who were praising him from their heart because they knew who he was. They understood that this is Jesus, the anointed one, the Christ, the Savior, the Lord, the cornerstone, the rejected stone that has become the capstone. They understood that this was their redeemer, their rock, their fortress, their shield. They understood that this was their buckler, their deliverer. They understood that this was the lifter up of their head, the one who wipes away their tears. They understood that this was their protector. They understood that this was their Lord. And maybe there are such people in Jesus' house today who really understand that this is God, the Son of God. This is the Son of God who is part of the Trinity. And maybe there are some people online who understand. You know, I love, I love the scriptures where he said in Luke 19, I think it was verse 39 and verse 40, where the Pharisees said to him, as the people were praising him, the Pharisees said to him, wouldn't you ask them to keep quiet? Because for them it was blasphemous. This is blasphemy. How can they be praising you like God? And Jesus turns to them. And I can imagine the smile on his face. And he says, if they don't praise me, these stones will praise me. How many are here today saying, no stone is going to take my place? Is there anybody saying, no stone is going to take my place? Hallelujah. Go on, let's just praise him. Let's worship him. Let's worship him. Father, we thank you. We bless you, oh God. Jesus, you deserve praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is
attitude of worship.
When he had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass when he drew near to Beth, Bethphage and Bethany at the mountain called Olivet, that he sent two of his disciples saying, Go into the village opposite you, where as you enter you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Lose it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you losing it? Thus you shall say to him, because the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went their way and found it just as he had said to them. But as they were losing the colt, the owners of it said to them, Why are you losing the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of him. Then they brought him to Jesus. And they threw their, their own clothes on the colt, and they sat, set Jesus on him. And as he went, many spread their clothes on the road. Then as he was drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen. Saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd, teacher, rebuke your disciples. But he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. Can someone say, no stone is going to take my place? Go on, say, it, say it, no stone. The Bible says that they began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen, saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Genuine worship. Genuine praise. Employs a mind. Some of what we see are just physical exertions. That might burn some calories. But don't, don't, they don't really constitute worship. Because with worship, there's a connection to the mind, to our mental realm, to that part of us that recollects, that part of us that understands. And so they thought about the, the, the awesome things God had done. And the result of that was praise. This Palm Sunday, for us, is a praise Sunday, worship Sunday. But we want to do it in that way. We want to think about the awesome things that God has done. And we want to praise God for it. Amen? You want to think about what is done in your life. Employ your mind. 
Cast your mind back. Remember. Recollect. The things that sometimes we take for granted. The things that we overlook. His grace, his mercy, his compassion, his faithfulness. The multitude of his mercies, his loving kindness. Think about it. I don't know the specific circumstances, but I can hazard a guess. That there's someone here who's saying, God, I reached a dead end. There was no way, but you made a way for me. That there's someone here who's saying, I was at my wit's end. I tried everything. But then you came into the situation and turned it around. There's someone who's saying, I don't know how I went through what I went through. There's someone who's thanking God for the wisdom that came, the word that came, the door that opened. There's someone who's thanking God on behalf of a member of their family. For they know that if God had not intervened, if God had not stepped in, that member of their family, it was over. There's someone who overlooked thanking God for the job. You just came out of uni and you got a job and you thought perchance it might have been your qualifications or your intellect or your intelligence or whatever it was. And maybe you didn't even think it was any of that. But you've never really thanked God for that door that opened. There's someone who's thanking God for the healing. There's someone who's thanking God for the hope of healing in the midst of the affliction. And the list goes on and on. Someone is thanking God for miraculous provision. Someone is simply saying, if it was not for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? I don't know where you are. But no stone is going to praise God better than me. No stone is going to take my place. So let's just, they, 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 they threw, they, they took off their clothes and laid them before the donkey. Just a, a, a graphic picture of adoration and worship. As the spiritual church, we don't have to take off clothes and put them down. But we can pour out our hearts in worship. And so for the time that we have, I invite you to pour out your heart in worship this Palm Sunday. All the things I've said pale into insignificance for what he was going into Jerusalem for. If you have nothing to worship God about, join me to worship God for that. That he was going into Jerusalem to submit himself to his own creation to crucify him for you and I. To take our place and pay the price for our sins. 
to receive the wrath of God, the judgment of God on sin, so that you and I can enjoy liberty and freedom in Him. If someone understands that, your worship will be lavish. Let's worship Him.
you stay in that attitude of praise and worship. There is a there is an expression of praise that is most precious to God. It's incense that is precious incense to God. And I want us to express that praise and I want someone to just believe that this Palm Sunday is one that they will never forget. Our patriarch Abraham models for us that level, that expression of this precious ointment, this incense of praise. If you will turn with me to Romans, the fourth chapter, and our multimedia team, if I can have this on the screen in the Amplified Classic, Romans, the fourth chapter, please stay in that attitude of worship. This is someone's breakthrough. For that person who said amen, it is you. The rest of us are far behind. Romans, the fourth chapter, the 18th verse. Romans 4, verse 18. For Abraham, human reason for hope being gone, hoped in faith that he should become the father of many nations as he had been promised. So numberless shall your descendants be. He had a word from God. God gave him that word in Genesis 15. So numberless shall your descendants be. But the, the human reason for hoping didn't exist. There was no calculation he could do that would bring it to pass. His intellect, his mind told him it was impossible. The doctors said it can't happen. Those who were experts said it's not possible. But he had a word from God. In the natural sense, hope was gone. But the Bible says... He hoped in faith. Verse 19, he did not weaken in faith when he considered the utter impotence of his own body. I'm sure I'm speaking to someone. It's gone beyond the end. It's over. The Bible says the utter impotence of his own body. His body had shut down. They told you it's over. They said it has closed. The natural circumstances are speaking loudly and telling you it's not likely to happen. They said age is not on your side. They said, don't you know the statistics? Haven't you looked out there? In the same way that they tell us that there cannot be a revival. And when we look at the certain statistics, it might say 
that what they say is true. But we hope in faith. Says his body was as good as dead because he was a hundred years old. And then when he added to that the barrenness of Sarah's deadened womb. It's a double jeopardy. It was bad enough that he was a hundred years old. But to compound matters, Sarah's womb was not functioning. It was dead. But it says in verse 20, no unbelief or distrust made him waver. May God help you not to waver. Doubtingly question concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. His strength came as he praised. As someone praises today, worships today, your strength comes. And that worship is so priceless. The Bible says that it gives glory to God. And verse 21 says, Fully satisfied and assured that God was able and mighty to keep his word and do what he has promised. It was settled in his heart that God has to do what he has promised. You know, we've been on this journey concerning this location. They gave us a deadline two weeks ago. And, and people asked me, including other pastor friends, aren't you troubled? Where are you going to put this congregation? And I said to them, I genuinely am not. My wife can testify. Not one day in this journey have I said to my wife, I'm troubled. And the reason is simple. Quite a while ago, I settled in my heart that the God we serve is in absolute control. I settled in my mind that whatever he has in store for me is better than anything I could have in store for myself. I settled in my mind that my task is to trust him and enter a rest with him knowing that he is in absolute control. I settled in my mind that, certain, that, that scripture is not just words that are spoken, but it's for you and I to believe that all things work together for our good because we love God and are called according to his purpose. Settled all these things and settled many more things. And I remember talking to a younger pastor who I mentor who, is in, who was in a similar situation. And he says, said to me that he barely sleeps. I said, I sleep well. I cannot be more concerned about another person's wife than the person. If the church is the bride of Christ, then Christ takes care of his bride. He's not an irresponsible husband. And so we waited, just continued believing God. Of course, we were diligent in prayer. And thank God for Pastor Mark 
and his team who for the last so many years been praying and praying and praying diligent in prayer we're diligent in speaking the word declaring that God let your will be done we're diligent because a man that is not diligent will never stand before kings he will be consigned to the lot of mean men obscurity and thank God for those that God raised because you see if you're on the hill and there's no one in the valley then your prayers are a waste of time because prayer without action is not going to do anything that's a religious exercise so of course there were those who were on the hill like Moses but there were those who were in the valley like Joshua and we thank God for Doc thank God for Dolagbo who is negotiating with us negotiating on our behalf thank God for our lawyer Shiju um, who was using her legal skills to serve the Lord and incidentally I don't know if she's in church happy birthday her birthday is tomorrow I gather so happy birthday to our, our lawyer there's nothing like having a spiritual lawyer who uses her skills naturally but also understands that the battle is not won by legal skills it's won on the hill And thank God for those of us who just had rest. Since I could not do anything but rest. So I rested. And people would say to me, so what's happening? I say, the Lord is in control. It wasn't a cliche. The Lord was in control. So it was no surprise to me. Six weeks ago, the Lord said to me, things have turned. As a church, you've entered a stream of favor. And I said it to the leaders. I said, God said to me, we are in a stream of favor. 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 You know? Just God decided himself. And so, of course, it was no surprise to me when our negotiating team came back and said that they've given us a two-year extension in this place. And, and not just that. Not just that. Because they could give you a two-year extension and, and they could charge you the going rate. The going rate is 15 or 20 pounds per square foot or square meter. I can't even remember the, tech, the, temp, the technical terms. But when they give you two, a two-year extension and charge you five pounds, you know, how many know that God, God is on the throne? Amen. But all that time, all that time, like Abraham, no wavering, fully convinced, fully persuaded no shaking God is on the throne over your life God is on the throne and it's a life lesson for you because then we will encounter more challenges it's the nature of life and every challenge comes to build your spiritual muscles every challenge comes so that you're tested like Abraham and when you give God praise in the midst of it, the Bible says it, it glorifies God. For a few minutes, is there someone who's somewhere who wants to just pour out some precious incense to heaven? In the midst of it, you just want to praise God. You want to worship God. Go on. 
this is specific worship is is connected to something is connected to something is giving glory to god it's praising him on this palm sunday is saying god you're able to do what you promised to do go on let's worship him and then we'll praise him and we're done go on let's worship him worship him and then we're going to just just praise him go on worship him worship him worship him worship him God, worship him. Worship him. Now this is this is personal. This is for you. Don't worry about what he has done for us as a church. Um, this this part is personal. I want you to break that alabaster box and pour that precious incense. Just pour it out before him. Go on. Go on. Man delebrosi, can delebrosi, can delebrosi, can delebrosi. Oh, he will do great things. Bless you. Bless you. that has beat in it please hallelujah hallelujah now you have five minutes 
to praise God like you've never praised God before. Say to the person next to you, give me some space, give me some space. Go on, say to the person next to you, give me some space. If you're at home, well, you have your whole sitting room or your whole bedroom to praise God. And you know, you know what you want to, what you want, what you want to say to the person? Listen, one second, one second, guys. Listen, you want to, one second, bring it down. Just give me one second. Now, now, forget the person next to you. They have no clue. Ayo, <laughs> they have no clue. They have no clue. Daps. They have no clue. No clue. So ignore them. Because they have no clue. Say to the person next to you, if I told you what it is about, you will join me to thank God for me. Go and say to them, you have no clue. So for five minutes, you just have five minutes. And this is between you and God. It's unto God. It's not unto any man. Are you guys going to help us? Are you guys going to help us?
Say to them, but, but, but David would put you to shame. <laughs> There's, I, I didn't see anybody here who would come near David. There was just something that David knew. Daps, you tried. But nowhere near David. There was just something that David knew. There was the, he, why do you think he was a man after God's heart? Because when it was time to praise God, there were no limits. Frankly, he lost all decorum. But I see some of you, you're still cool. I rejoice. I bind the spirit of cool. So that the spirit of David can be released. How many are ready to dance like David danced? How many are ready to dance like David danced? Do you know... I feel that in this dance, it's not carnal, it's deeply spiritual. Chains will be broken. I just feel very strongly in my spirit that this dance is going to open a door for someone. Because the incense of this dance is precious. Because we're dancing not because we already have it in our hands. But we're dancing because God said Hallelujah. Is anyone ready? Okay. I'll give you five minutes to put David to shame. How many are saying, David, move aside? How many are saying that? David, just step aside. Go on. Go on, tell David, step aside. Say, David, step aside. Go on, somebody say, David, step aside. Hallelujah. You know, you know what? Should I tell you something? Before, that's a good, that's a good one. Before we start, you know, I've, I haven't seen Jesus' house rocking like this in a long time. U useless pandemic. Useless pandemic. Hallelujah. I haven't seen Jesus' house rocking like this in a long time. How many are ready to put David to shame? Five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes to put David to shame. As may God receive every step, every move, every dance in the name of Jesus. And if you need some space, say to, say to the person next to you, I just give me some space. I need to get out onto the aisle. You don't know what the story is about. Go on. Go on. Yes. Anybody lost for words in here? You were lost for words.
God a clap offering. Go on. Go on, give God a clap offering. So someone asked me, someone asked me, how do I know that this is not just delirium, excitement? How do I know? How do I know what the eventual outcome will be? How am I assured, guaranteed, what the outcome would be? It's very simple. The battle belongs. The, somebody say that with me. The battle belongs to the Lord. And so this is the last song that declares that God is fighting for us. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. God amen. is fighting for, for us. us. Can someone say Hallelujah. that again? God is fighting for us. Can someone personalize it? Say, God is fighting for me. If you know that's the truth, then your dancing is going to show that with this last song.
Amen. 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 How many are glad that you're in the house of the Lord? And for those who are online, you're not here, but there's a connection. I'm sure you turned your house into a praise party. Go and appreciate our online congregation. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.